Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated. And this is your world weather update here for Monday, February the 12th. Over the weekend, Brazil saw some scattered showers, but there was a very definite drying trend in the south. You can see that very clearly that the precipitation is rather restricted. Uh, if from Mato Grosso to Seoul, central and eastern parts of that state into southern Minas Gerais and southward into the eastern part of uh, Rio Grande to Seoul, there were some showers for sure, but it wasn't enough precipitation to counter evaporation and drying occurred. The topsoil moisture chart that you see in the upper right is from Friday. And so we would have to additionally add some drying into that area that we just identified. And so the ground's probably firming up a little bit more than desired right now in parts of Western Paraná and maybe some areas in Southern and Eastern and Mato Grosso de Sol and perhaps a few areas in Santa Catarina and Rio Grande do Sol. Nobody is going to be critically dry. I didn't show the subsoil moisture, but subsoil moisture is better than the topsoil. And crops are still deep-rooted at this point, and we'll be able to tap into that. In Argentina, during the weekend, we saw rain mostly in easternmost parts of the country, but yesterday we saw that change, and overnight last night with a significant amount of rain occurring from Cordoba and parts of San Luis and to uh, Buenos Aires and uh, an additional oh three quarters of an inch to two inches of rain fell uh, in that corridor. There were several locations that received three and four inches. It wasn't widespread and common, but that moisture on top of what was already in the ground on Friday, I certainly helped to improve the uh, the moisture profile all the more. So we still are doing really well in Argentina or improving from where we were a week or so ago. Uh, there's still a big need for moisture in northern parts of Argentina in the northeast, but this rain that occurred last night in parts of central and southern Buenos Aires is going to work its way to the northeast as we go forward through the next day or two. And so we will fill the gaps in many areas. You can see the temperatures kind of cooled down a little bit in Argentina over the weekend, not quite as oppressively hot as they were last week, but we will see additional cooling this week. Uh, this is the precipitation totals coming up for the next 10 days by the GFS model. Both models are in generally good agreement, European and the GFS, that there's going to be widespread rain. The European is wetter for Argentina and uh, perhaps a little bit wetter in parts of southern Brazil as well. The overall bottom line, though, is that there is going to be rain in many areas. The precipitation in Argentina will be greatest over the next two days as that event I just talked about moves northeast. Then there'll be a period of several days of drying. A little bit of rain will occur in west-central uh, through northern parts of Argentina as we get out into the weekend. And then there'll be another system after the 23rd of this month that will advance across the country to bring more moisture in. And that's actually after this 10-day period you're looking at. And I should point out some of the rain in the southern and eastern parts of the country is already occurring over uh, night last night and early this morning. So uh, some of these amounts you see in southern Argentina will probably be less than what you actually see there. Uh, Brazil is going to get rain everywhere. We do expect the, the southern areas to pick up on moisture. It doesn't look real impressive here, but I think it will be better uh, than what you're seeing here. I do think the European model may be doing a better job with the distribution of rain in southern Brazil. Uh, and in the meantime, it will rain in northern parts of the country. So overall, um, the entire 
uh, country of Brazil will likely end up in favorable condition as we move forward in time. Temperatures will be a little bit warm biased in southern Brazil for a little while here while we keep the drier bias going over the next few days, but that will disappear rather quickly. Temperatures will go back to more seasonable and seasonable to slightly cooler bias where readings will occur in Argentina. Uh, in the U.S., precipitation over the weekend was most significant coming out of eastern Texas, the Blacklands, and uh, certainly passing through the central and southern parts of the Delta. Uh, you can more clearly see that on the bottom two charts. Uh, as you can uh, see, there was a very definite corridor for heavier rains taking place. Uh, some of these amounts are actually a little light. Uh, the uh, um, unofficial uh, stations that we look at and supplemental data uh, supported upwards to 6.77 inches at Columbus, Georgia. And we uh, saw a number of areas picking up on uh, between three and six inches from uh, the Montgomery area of Alabama into the Columbus area. Anyway, there was uh, plenty of moisture. We continued to nibble away at the drought that's been uh, prevailing in parts of the northern Delta and Tennessee River Basin area. But the moisture profile has certainly improved greatly. Now, these charts were as of the 10th. That is before the bigger rains occurred yesterday and overnight. So you can kind of see the moisture deficits that were still prevailing across parts of the Mid-South region. We did pick up some additional moisture, but it wasn't uniform. And there were some areas that benefited and some areas that did not. Uh, you might also notice in the 90-day period, uh, parts of uh, this hard red winter wheat areas have certainly done well relative to normal precipitation, and that will be beneficial when the spring arrives. We still have moisture deficits in the northern parts of the plains and Iowa, and those areas are going to have to get some more moisture in the next few weeks. There's plenty of opportunity for that down the road, but not in the near-term part of our outlook. Uh, the soil assessment done Friday still clearly shows the plains uh, having the biggest dry bias, uh, the high plains region in particular, and uh, that uh, was nibbled away at a little bit over the weekend. We did see a, a significant precipitation event occurring in Texas, uh, West Texas, uh, with upwards to a half inch of moisture. We did pick up on a bunch of snow. I didn't uh, save you that chart. Uh, the snowfall that occurred uh, overnight last night uh, it was most significant in this band. We saw uh, 14 inches at Plainview. Uh, we saw anywhere from two to around six inches in the Lubbock area. And we saw upwards to eight uh, inches in parts of central Oklahoma. And those were unofficial totals for the storm so far. So uh, certainly an impressive little event there. The temperatures in the U.S. Uh, have still remained warmer than normal in the north. In many areas in the south, too, as we go forward in time, we're going to see those temperatures mellow out a little bit. We lost a lot of snow over the last week uh, in the heart of the Midwest, uh, but we did pick up the snow, like I said, in West Texas here last night. You can see some of the amounts there uh, showing up with the darker blues. We also have some snow on the ground in Canada, which we haven't had much of this past uh, several weeks, uh, and a little bit in the Northern Plains. We are going to increase some of that precipitation in the Northern Plains. This was the snow depths that were in Canada uh, as of the 9th, which is uh, it really didn't change much since that day. The temperatures are going to be cooler than usual in parts of Canada's southwestern prairies. Uh, will be warm over the next five days in the Midwest and eastern parts of the U.S. As we go forward in the six to 10-day period, we will expand the cooler weather across a fair amount of Canada. 
Now, some folks are going to try to link this to the stratospheric warming event that's underway, but it's really disassociated with that. This is just part of a 45-day cycle that's repeating at the moment and bringing some cooler air around. And as we get into the um, end of the second week of the forecast, you can see a lot of the coolness disappears. This is also somewhat associated with the Madden-Julian oscillation event, which is expected to diminish as time moves forward. So this coolness up in Canada is not associated with the stratospheric warming event. Uh, if we're going to see another ground of significant cold weather, it would be in the last days of February and early March. And right now, I'm more and more convinced that it's going to be a European event uh, in the northern part of Europe and not so much North America, but it's still early. We'll see what happens later this week. Australia was dry, uh, relatively dry over the weekend and seasonable temperatures. Uh, we still have that uh, moisture deficit going on in Queensland and northern New South Wales. I'm not expecting to see a lot of relief, but we will get some thunderstorms occur in central parts of Queensland and northeast New South Wales uh, as we go forward through the 10-day period. That's going to be kind of scattered around. It's not going to occur all at once. And uh, there will be some areas of benefit and other areas that will not. In Europe, we still saw precipitation in many areas of the weekend, the most important of which was that which occurred in Italy, southern France, Portugal, and Spain, uh, and especially southern Spain. This was uh, gold as far as they're concerned. They had some very low moisture profiles uh, still prevailing in southern parts of Spain. And uh, you can see that on the you know, soil moisture chart on Friday, but it goes down a lot deeper than that, it goes down into uh, the water reservoir and deep uh, groundwater levels. Uh, this chart is from February 5th. And uh, if you recall, we showed one similar to this last May. And it's amazing how little change has occurred. Uh, you can see that most of southern Spain is looking at less than 25% of the normal water levels across that uh, country. And just to the north of that, we're running mostly 25 to 40%. The rest of the nation's not doing too bad, but that south really needs a substantial amount of moisture, and it's not coming. We're going back into some weak ridge building uh, across the uh, uh, the southwestern part of uh, the European continent, so you can see that here pretty clearly. Also, northwest Africa, we'll see some drier weather, too. Now, northwest Africa did get some rain, too, just like southern parts of Spain and Portugal did, but they all need more moisture. I don't want to make it sound like it wasn't beneficial because it was. Temperatures are going to be unusually warm across Europe for the next few days and uh, even North Africa. And when we get to the 11 through 15 day period, we get a little bit of cooling to curve, but nothing dramatic. And you can see that there's no sign of any extreme cold except in Russia. Now, you can see Russia's coldest temperatures over the past few days uh, certainly impressive. Uh, it, but all of that occurred in snow-covered areas. Uh, both the afternoon and the morning temperatures are quite a bit below the, what they usually are at this time of the year. You can see the saturated soil situation. We still have a record amount of snow on top of the soil in some spots. And you can see that clearly the cold weather is going to continue in those snow-covered areas. Uh, I had a snow-covered chart, but I must not have turned that on. I must have kept it hidden, so I'm sorry about that. But there's still widespread snow in these areas that are showing uh, all of the cold air. And that cold heads down into China, eventually getting uh, down there into the 11 to 15 day period while warming occurs in the rest of the continent. China over the weekend was dry. Uh, that was welcome. You can see there were plenty wet late last week in uh, rapeseed country in the Yangtze River Basin area. 
Uh, that area needs some additional drying, and there is more rain. We're going to go right back into the old pattern once again. So as that cold air comes down from the northwest, uh, we will start to generate some more moisture. Some of this precipitation you see is going to be snow. And so we'll have a little bit of livestock uh, um, stress, some travel delays, and uh, some significant moisture coming back to the Yangtze River Basin. That'll be later this week into next week. Remember, the coldest air doesn't come around until next week. So uh, there will be um, a very slow process about getting the greater amounts of moisture to show up. India saw a few showers in eastern Madhya Pradesh and neighboring areas of Chhattisgarh and uh, north, northern parts of uh, Odisha during the weekend. Really wasn't all that impressive. The moisture profile is still low. But I wanted to show that the temperatures are still not hot. Uh, in India, mostly looking at 70s and 80s for highs. The south is warmer, uh, but the south is not nearly as important to uh, the grains and oilseed production that occurs in the wintertime. And uh, so I kind of tend to discount that a little bit down that way. Surely it's going to get warmer. Uh, the precipitation you saw is going to linger a little bit over the next two or three days. We are going to see it heat up in India. Now, it's not going to get excessively warm, but we will be a little bit above normal as we go forward through the second half of this month. So we'll be watching that. I don't see anything extreme at the moment, but they need moisture and they're not going to get much. In Africa, we're also drying down South Africa's western summer crop areas. Uh, these areas are, uh, you can see on the topsoil, really not doing all that well. Subsoil moisture is only slightly better, and the forecast is going to keep that precipitation mostly in the eastern parts of the country. So the west is going to continue drying down. So this has become more and more of a, 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 an issue, perhaps, for some of the summer crops there that are not irrigated. And there's the rain for North Africa that I mentioned. Uh, it was erratic, but there were certainly some areas in southwestern Morocco and far northern Morocco that did all right. The unfortunate thing is that they irrigate a lot of the southwestern Morocco crop, and uh, because of the drought and no water supply, they didn't plant. So a lot of that moisture will be gone to waste or at least be used for uh, next year's potential crop. The rest of North Africa picked up on some shower activity. It was all welcome, but still not enough on its own. More moisture is certainly needed. And then in Southeast Asia, we still got good moisture profile last Friday across Indonesia and Malaysia. And we did do well with precipitation uh, in the southern two-thirds of Indonesia and a few areas in Malaysia. Uh, but peninsular Malaysia, Northwest Sumatra and uh, Sabah, uh, Malaysia all are experiencing some drying conditions, which is not all that unusual for this time of the year. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.